we are back for another fun episode of the Lone Star Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Rinkins, and today uh, we have a really exciting conversation to have uh, with one of my favorite people that I work with here at Catalyst. Uh, his name is Gino Blanco. Um, he's got a lot of industry experience, which I'm sure he's going to uh, you know, bring to this conversation. He's going to uh, help to influence what we're talking about here. Um, Gino, if you could just uh, take a minute or so to t- talk a little bit about yourself, let us know you know, what your history in the industry is and, and you know, what it, what you're going to bring to the conversation today. Cause I think that's why I'm so excited to have you here. Yeah. Thanks, Mark. I'm excited to be here as well. Um, so as you mentioned, my name is Gino Blanco. I'm the group account director here at Catalyst. Um, I've been in the real estate marketing and leasing industry, uh, for over 10 years now. Um, I have a background in hospitality, uh, and tourism management. So I, provide a little bit of a different lens, but I have so much experience with operations that I can also apply it with marketing. And so I think I'm going to be able to help uh, add some tidbits and some some good knowledge to this conversation. I love it. And we were talking before this, and uh, I'm just going to repeat it again. Uh, I just, what's so cool about what you end up bringing to conversations, not just about reputation, but with websites, with ads, with SEO, any reports that we have to do that are client-facing that I happen to be a part of, um, it always seems like you're able to navigate those conversations without um, your influence and your history becoming like, well, I've been there and I know it's, you know, that that almost never goes the right way when we're talking with clients or even with people on site about like the best foot forward on, on how to have a good reputation or how to have the best ads. Um, and it's, it's, you, you have a very good, uh, I guess head on your shoulders is the phrase to like, take, take everything that you know about it part and parcel, like what's the best case scenario for what we're all trying to do here, bring a team together and say that, you know, this is how we're going to walk forward and this is what we're going to do to make the best impact. For sure. Yeah. Thank you. And I, I agree with that. I think my, the, the way I approach conversations and, um, meetings and reports and just whatever it is that we're doing with our clients. I try for it to be more of an educational experience. I know that not everyone is a digital marketing expert or a marketing expert in general. And so at the end of my interaction with that person or with that client, I want to make sure that they feel like an expert at the end of the day, that they understand the services that we're offering. They understand the, the business problems that they're facing and then the solutions yeah. that we're bringing to them. Yeah, that's awesome. I, you know, I, it always feels good to feel like an expert after a conversation. So if you if you have the power to make somebody feel that way, then that's the, I think it's really cool. So uh, with that, I think it's time to bring your expertise to our main subject here, which is reviewing the review. Um, so for first time listeners, which I'm sure is many of you, um, what we like to do on this podcast is take an example of a review online. Uh, this could be a Google review, a Yelp review. Uh, typically we're going to look at something that's in the housing industry, but sometimes, you know, we might take a step out of that. But for today's, we do have a housing related review, uh, that's got a lot of content in it. And again, you know, we're kind of looking at all scenarios here. You know, a lot of the conversation, whenever reputation management comes up is negative reviews. It's what are we doing about the one stars? What are we changing the tides of what's our average? Because the negatives are influencing that it's hard to get away from that. Right. You know, like whenever you're on talks with clients or you've been on site, you know, when those, if, if you guys come back from like a weekend and you've got four one-star reviews, like all hands are in the air, right? It's like, we've got, we've got a problem on our hands and something immediately needs to be done about it. 
So with that, we're going to move right into the review. Um, I'm going to read this review aloud, and I may stop because it's quite it's quite a bit. Uh, it's a little bit of a mouthful, but uh, there's just a lot in here that I think we need to talk about, and I know that you've definitely got experience with some of this. So the review is the following. Stay away. What you see online is not what you get. Security gate has been broken from day one and is still broke. Units are not being cared for in between tenants. Appliances are old and outdated. AC units are old as well. The reason they're so cheap is because they need a lot of work. Nothing is ever really fixed or replaced, just bandaged up. Please don't waste your time or money. Spend a little more and get an apartment worth living in. As an out-of-state parent, this place has been a nightmare from day one. Okay. So Gino, before I give my insight, just right off, right out the gate, how are you feeling about this? Oh my gosh, my first impression uh, after reading that and and hearing that it was like I was in kind of shock. Actually, I was in shock. Um, it's like one of those moments where you're like, oh my gosh, like is that true? And then you just start to think back about all the properties that we have, and I'm like, could it be this one? Could it be that one? Could it be this one? Because I always, I, you know, I. I it's bad that I assume that every property is just beautiful. You know, it's in tip top shape and it's just like this magical resort. And then you read a review like this and it humbles you quickly. (laughs) (laughs) It really does. And like you said, like we, we all want to believe that like every property that we're working with, you know, that, that we're just like the top of the grade echelon. It's like, we're doing the the absolute best possible thing for residents, for staff, for maintenance. And then you get something like this, and especially when, you know, the whole time you're looking at it, it appears as if it's somebody who's been living here that's had to put up with all of these things. And then you find out in the last sentence that it's not even somebody that's here. It's somebody whose kid is living here. So it's it's even it's speaking even more to that experience of like we have somebody who's here, but they're they're having to deal with this from a perspective from far away. So their kid is relaying all of this information to them, which makes it even worse because it feels like were we there, like were we there for the kid when they needed us the most, you know? So like when we're starting at the top, that first phrase, what you see online is not what you get. Just from your perspective, like how does that hit you? Because I know like that that's a big thing we're talking about with reputation is like what are prospects seeing when they see reviews? Like what are their first takeaways when they see the website, the reviews, the imagery, uh, you know, all of those things, just what do you, what kind of impact do you think that that has on something like that? Yeah. I mean, I think the impact is, is large. It's, you know, that topic of, I guess, deceptive marketing hits home for us, you know, as we work in, in the digital marketing space, we, you know, we always hone in on making sure that the lifestyle that we're trying to sell, you know, in person at our communities or at the communities translates also online like you see that in in, you know the Facebook posts you see that in videos you see that um, on Instagram and we want to make sure that there's a connection between the two we want to ensure that there's never again deceptive marketing and so when you hear that it kind of hurts it's kind of cringy to hear it and then you immediately just go and do an audit because you want to make sure that that is not true. (laughs) Yeah. And, and that's, that also brings me to the point that I was going to ask you next is like, is this review believable? Because we know a lot of the times, like somebody gets really into their emotions. It's a lot of exclamation points. It's a lot of capital letters, you know, even as a prospect, somebody reading that it's like, okay, well, this person's just like off their rocker. They're having a bad day. 
But in the case of the review that we're looking at, as we're recording this in an audio medium, I will let the listener know these are all periods. They're all like short sentences, commas and periods. I wouldn't say it's the most grammatically perfect review, but it's still like it doesn't get so into the weeds of like my my heart has been broken by this place and, and the world must know or anything. So in terms of believability, like what what's your what's your first impression of this? And then like by the end of it, what yeah, what what are you taking away from it in terms of believability? For sure. Well, I think it's easy for someone like me, someone like you who's kind of removed from the day-to-day operations to immediately assume that everything in the review is true. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I often have to reread and kind of take a step back and remind myself that there's always, you know, multiple sides to a story, but in this case, multiple sides to a review. So I try to digest the feedback in a pragmatic way and like give the benefit of the doubt to both parties. Because again, there is more information, you know, that needs to be elaborated on in regards to this review. And I think that's where we step in and, you know, reach out to the to the property and, and get more information on, on what exactly is happening here. Perfect segue into our next portion of the podcast, which is takeaways and drawbacks. So in this portion, we're just going to try to find some silver linings in this review because, you know, a lot of the a lot of this review is just bad, bad, bad. It's a checklist of things that just haven't gone right. So what are some good insights that we can take from it? You know, is there anything here that you see is, is a good conversation, especially as somebody who's worked on site before? that you could take measures to, you know, educate the teams on, to ask them about, you know, what's going on in our uh, parent relationships when we talk with guarantors, what, what, what's some of those, uh, like, takeaways that you've, you've seen from the review? Yeah, for sure. So I'll start with some insights, you know, when I read a review like this, um, especially because I have that background of being on site and just being operational, operations minded, I always know that there is, if, if you get this kind of feedback, there's always some sort of issue at the core. Um, mm-hmm. So it's always, you know, whenever you try to fix something, it's always you fix it from the inside out. Um, so, you know, looking at some of the insights, like the security gate, the, you know, the quality of the appliances and AC units, it's, is this a common issue or is this just isolated to this one person in their unit? Yeah. Yeah. Um, comments about things not being properly fixed, you know, is this an opportunity to review the team's process and maybe their follow-ups when we complete work orders? Or, you know, is there a pattern that we just need to, to kind of spot and, and fix? Um, and then just measures of accountability, you know, I think that we can easily review the recency and frequency of some of these like work orders and see if there's a larger you know problem at hand. Yeah. Um, we can also get super granular. I know that in some of these reports, especially with work orders, you know, on the back end, you can see the comments that are being left by the maintenance team. You know, right. there could it be a supply chain issue? Is that why you know things aren't getting fixed properly or quickly? Um, so there's just a lot of takeaways and a lot of insight and things like this. Um, I think sometimes it's tough because you. When you reach out to the site teams, especially a, a GM or general manager, you know you don't want to make them feel like they're they're not doing their job, and so right, right. it's it's you have to kind of tiptoe around how you approach yeah. these yeah. GMs. It really it really is a tightrope, you know, because like when when you see insight like this, especially at, like you're commenting on nothing's ever really fixed; it's just bandaged up. That's a that's a direct reflection of somebody's visible like sense of, you know, what's happening when you mark complete on a maintenance request. Is it actually like 
did you did you fix the part? Did you buy the part? Did you let me know that the part was coming? Did you come back in? Did you fix it? And did you complete it to my satisfaction? Or did you walk in, you know, twist a couple knobs, hit the bottom of it, and then say it should work, you should be fine now? You know, that there's that human element of what is going on that we're not per, per necessarily privy to. Um, but it also, it, like, I think the the section about the units aren't being cared for in between tenants, as well as like the appliances are outdated in AC units. The first thing this says to me is like, is this a trending conversation that this person is bringing up? Like, are there other reviews online or perhaps internal surveys? You know, whether they're using something like Modern Message or something, where people are saying the same thing, or is this just like? This person got, you know, the crap end of the stick and they moved into like, you know, maybe they were like the third person moving into a unit that already had two people living in it. And those guys are just trash. You know, it's like you never really know like what the full picture is, but they're trying to paint it as they know how. And we're left to like kind of pick up the pieces. So I think I, I love what you said about the measure of accountability thing, too, because I feel like, you know, it's it's not like things like insight like this should be used in an effort to get anybody in trouble. This is more of like, how do, how do we learn from this so that our team knows, like if we're not doing the best we can at at even something that seems as small as like, you know, litter on the ground during a, a site walk or something like those little things build up to a review like this that can make or break a prospect's decision to even call us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And two, I think to add to that too, you know, sometimes information like this or this kind of feedback um, is sometimes helpful for the GMs because maybe they're not, you know, maybe the issue is that, you know, when we get to the core of it is that they don't have the resources or yeah. you know, they don't have the staff, but, you know, these GMs sometimes won't speak up. They, I don't know what the case may be, but, yeah. you know, yeah. and feedback like this could just open that conversation up too so it's almost you have to take it with a little bit of grain of salt but also just you have to be willing to dig into the core of the issue and not just look at these reviews for surface value of what they are exactly exactly all right cool uh, i think conversation's going great uh we're going to take a quick break and then come back and uh do our last two portions of the podcast Okay, and we're back. Uh, Gino is still here with us. Thank you for sticking around for the break. Um, we, uh, we've been having a really good conversation about a review uh, from an out-of-state parent. And just based off of everything that we've spoken on already, um, Gino, I kind of want to see, like, and, you know, I'll kind of play tag with you on this, but I think we're trying to do, like, the starry-eyed scenario here. So, like, we've got a review like this, Walk me through what you believe is like the best result that could come from something like a a review of this sort. Yeah, Um, I think, you know, the most starry eyed solution would be this person gets brand new KitchenAid appliances and (laughs) we throw in all these, you know, magical additional appliances like a a deep fryer. I don't know. know, But really the solution I think to this is just, you know, fixing the the issue at hand, but also improving the processes. I think 
uh, reviews like this, feedback like this uh, kind of gives light to other issues. And I think that's always valuable. Um, yeah. I hate, especially in this industry, I hate when we, when people adopt that proverb of like, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's right. not true. Like in the context of our industry, like and work processes, there's always something that can be improved and can be done way better and more efficiently, um, et cetera. So I think, you know, really just taking away a solution to make this resident happy in the end, but also yeah. looking back and seeing how you can apply better processes uh, to mitigate, you know, further future problems like this. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I And, you know, as much of a joke as it is of like, we're going to throw a like, <laughs> we're going to architectural digest out their unit, you know, it's like, I feel like sometimes that's the expectation of a review, like response is like, oh, we're on our way up the stairs right now with your brand new refrigerator. And by the way, we're going to stock it for the next three months. You know, it's like that. <laughs> yeah. there's this expectation that and, and, you know, as we're moving into like younger generations of like wanting everything exactly when you want it, like n no delays, especially if you're complaining about something. So I think, you know, we're, we're obviously we're talking about a parent here, but a lot of the problems are problems that this parent's child is going through. So I think in terms of my like um, like equivocal best result for both the, the person who left the review, their kid and our team, it's like, where is the conversation going beyond the review today? So are we actually like identifying who the parent is? And if we're not, how do we like how do we do that? Is it, you know, speaking to a kid who's got problems that's somewhat similar to this? You know, maybe they've come in and complained about their AC unit four times in the last week. Perhaps this is that kid's parent, you know? I know that's a huge problem with people, especially on platforms like Google and Yelp, where we just yeah. can't identify who they are. And, you know, yeah. if, if we're able to, it's like that next step forward has to be like everything that you said, valid. Like you're al absolutely allowed to feel the way you feel. What we're able to do and what we're going to do are two different things, but we want to have a conversation about each and every one of them with you so that you understand, you know, like on the industry side of these things, we know like, you know, gates are broken because parts can't be ordered or because budget isn't approved or, you know, these multitude of factors that maybe it's like the the complex that's right next to the university that's just like their gate is doomed. It's going to be broken like every yeah. every week or something, you know, yeah. so like explaining those like the the full picture I feel like that's probably why we're able to handle reviews like this so well is because we have a bigger picture and these people just have the the window of reference of the the person who's paying rent and what experience we're offering them. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. And I think I'll add to that too, you know, uh, I think it's a big deal that a parent actually left this, uh, this review. Uh, you know, I'm, I know a lot of parents are just so busy. So for, for the yeah, yeah. fact that like this uh, resident went to their parent and told them the issues that they're having. And then the parent who I'm sure has a really busy schedule took the time to leave this review, I think mm -hmm. says a lot. So I think, you know, as, a, as part of the solution, obviously we want to make sure that we fix whatever the problem is, and then we want to follow up. But I think, you know, even taking the extra step of following up even with the parent and yeah. letting them know, like, we saw this review, these are the steps that we're taking, you know, we appreciate the feedback and, you know, leave it at that. Perfect. Love that. It goes so much further than just like, we're so sorry, we'll get to fixing this. Thanks. You know, and 
I, yeah, that personal connection is, it's, it's what we all want. You know, it's why people leave reviews in the first place because they want to be heard. So, um, I really love that. And, and with that, you know, I, I think in the same way that we want to deliver them a positive experience, we would like to deliver our listeners a positive experience. So our last segment of the show, which is my favorite is your last five star experience. So, um, because we talk, uh, you know, the, these conversations tend to revolve a lot around negativity and, and people complaining about a lot of things. So we like to end the run of the show with something positive. So if you could uh, just let us in on your last five-star experience, or maybe it was a four-star, you know, not everything's <laughs> perfect, but it was a hotel. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> nothing super exciting, but uh, I would say the last five-star experience I had um, – I was celebrating actually my uh, my graduation. I had dinner at this local Levity's restaurant here in my neighborhood called Soraya. And um, the service was just, they went above and beyond. It almost felt a little ridiculous. And like, we kept laughing even after dinner because they were so attentive. Like literally they're anticipating for your cup to be, you know, your wine glass to be low so that they could immediately pour you some more wine. They were anticipating like plates to be empty so that they could just grab it off the table. It almost felt like there was, like it was a room of just us and the waiters, but in reality, yeah. there was it was about a good two hundred tables deep. Oh my gosh! And there was never a second where you needed something, or you know, you just didn't get the attention. And that I think that was like the most ridiculous five star experience I ever had. And re- I say ridiculous in a in a good way, in a positive way. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that yeah, that was the most recent five star experience that I was just like blown away. And for those who don't know you, you live in Philly. That's where this is. Oh, yeah, so I live in Philadelphia. Yeah. And the restaurant is in Fishtown. Uh, it's yeah. a cool neighborhood here. Um, so if you're ever in the area, invite me to dinner and I'll take you to the ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. and they'll provide another five-star experience well thank you gino that's exactly how we want to end these things so um i I really love that and now i'm hungry um so thank you so much for participating in the conversation today uh this was a lot of fun and and i learned a little bit and i hope you did too awesome thanks for having me awesome well we'll see you guys next time on the lone star podcast (laughs) 